Hey everybody, it is Wednesday, not game day, but Wednesday. Why is that? Well, because yours truly decided to sleep through the entire game. Didn't really so much decide, but it just kind of happened. I will say it is the first time it has happened since I moved east from California in 2016. I feel like that's a pretty good record. But it is. we're doing a midweek podcast because of it. And I am Ryan, I'm here with Joey. What it do, baby? And we are here to... Get a little loose midweek because, you know, we got things to talk about, but none of them are terribly prescient. I'm already you know, loose. I don't know about you. That's true. We are a little bit loose. We are here at Gus's Bar and Grill, as we always are. And, and, and if you hear a faint a faint song in the background that sounds like Careless Whisper, it is Careless Whisper. It is Careless Whisper. You would be right. And as I was just telling Joey, which one time I learned to play on my saxophone, added <laughs> to take it to go to an A's game and play it because Josh Reddick was using it for walk-up music. And there is your A's baseball reference of the, of day. the podcast. Get it out of the way early. Get it out of the way early. Is that three in a row, I think? Uh, it's definitely two. It might be three. It's definitely two. I think. Is this sure. our fifth podcast? One, two, three, four, five. Fifth. It might be. It's either five or six. Okay. But yes, I, I have been trying to work them in, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job about it. All you right. Are. So, yeah. You know, we, we've missed a couple games in a row, um, you know, and... They were two very different games for me. I think I'm just going to do a quick rundown of Benfica and mm-hmm. Leicester and just kind of like what we are quick takeaways from those. Benfica was, and I'll admit that I didn't watch the whole thing live. Yeah, Benfica but, was the reason that supporting Arsenal is going to put me in a grave at 50. Yeah. I'm I mean, 35. I got 15 years left. <laughs> I've, what? Oh my God. I needed to go to the doctor. I had palpitations. I had. Sheesh! And they 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 lost, they were they were winless in what seven in their league? Yeah, they they, then, they've been and that in horrid form. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, it's not what you wanted to see. We kind of snuck it through. Yeah, but you know, oh, there were moments of spectacular play Absolutely. in that situation. Bakaya Saka, honestly, you know, and we like to give him a lot of shit around here, but William came on and changed the game. It was an absolutely terrible sub, in my opinion, when it happened, and we were like, Jesus, when you need when you need to score. You bring on William. It worked out, but uh, that still does not excuse. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those like it's retroactively the, a good yeah. decision, but was it the right decision at the time? No. Yeah, and we'll talk about more about this in a minute. But, Absolutely. You know, leaving Martinelli sitting on the bench and bringing on William in that situation. I mean, you know, I feel like did I feel it like work? Me, yes. Tacti- yeah. Like, was it was it, it the reasonable decision? No. Yeah, I've, and I feel like for me that that was a clear decision. Now again, there's a reason that. I'm in real estate and not a football manager. There's a reason that you're an audio engineer and not a football manager because we are good at those things right. and we are probably not good at being football managers. But and I, and I and I genuinely love this man, this, this our manager, and I want him to succeed so badly. But they're just every now and then there's just like a tactical decision or a or a substitution or multiple substitutions in the same game that I just like. Man, I consider myself a smart dude, but I just don't understand that, you know? Yeah. And, you and know, that was one of those times. And it's the kind of thing you'd love to see somebody press him about post-game, and it never really happens. And like, right. I don't know if that's just a just an English football thing. Maybe it you is. Because I feel I like know. if you're, you know, if, if we are watching, you know, a baseball game, and, you know, like when 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 Buck Showalter, Showalter didn't use um, the closer, um, his name escapes me right now, but, like, in the playoffs, they didn't use their closer, and they, they got knocked out. Yeah. You know, like, he was, he was, he was... That, that was the question post game. Yeah, he was like grilled about Zach it. Zach Britton? No. Like, why the fuck yeah. didn't you use it? Uh, I, I'm going to name. I feel uh, like Zach it was, Britton? It could. I feel like it was yeah. Britton. I might be making a fool of myself. But no, it was it was a couple years ago in the playoffs. Didn't use his, his, his closer. You know, what was he saving him for? Yeah. And that came up post game. And like, you look the number of games in a row that William has gotten on and not Martinelli. Someone needs to ask just straightforward, what is the deal? Yeah. Does does William have like a, 
a family member of Arteta held hostage, or 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 is it or more possibly is it that his contract has a minutes clause that we have to pay him more money if he doesn't get the minutes? Something is that something a thing? crazy. Is that like a, is that I've a never thing heard that of that, do? but at this time I'm 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 grasping at straws. That might be because the I'm trying to make it make sense. Yeah, that, I'm trying to make it make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you wonder about that. Um, but in the but Benfica you know, game, one thing about the Benfica game. There have been a lot of Obama Yang detractors lately. That post on Arsenal America. Uh, that yes. post on Arsenal America. Uh, from time to time, we won't we won't mention any names, but uh, yeah, those posts have now aged like Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, no, that, not good at all. Yeah, he 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 did come back out in the, in a big way, and and you know it's something he that saved we us. He saved our oh, season. Absolutely, he absolutely. saved us. You know, ha- does he miss sitters occasionally? Yes. But in but that does situation, he, save us? <laughs> he saved us. He saved us unquestionably. Yeah, absolutely. And so you know, full props to Aubameyang on yeah. that. Um, so you know, we're we're through. We're through to the round. The next round, the round of sixteen. Yep. And you know, it's Olympiakos. <laughs> when, when is it not Olympiakos? Yeah. What the hell? Let's they're they're our real. new Bayern, apparently. Yeah. At this well, point. and you know, now they're both home games. Ha ha. ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we've 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 got a real chance here. We've got a real chance to redeem ourselves for what happened last season. Yeah, true. And true. I think that I think that a lot of us kind of looked past them last year and onto you know who we were thinking we might face in a, in a semifinal or a final, and they beat us in fair and square, and rightly so. Um, yeah. We need to come out and and take it to them. Yeah, I think, and 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 even if we win, but we don't do it convincingly, I don't know that I'm going to be happy with that as a supporter. We need to come out and go for blood immediately. That's that's my thought on on playing against Olympiacos. So no, absolutely, and I believe the first leg the first leg is away. So you know mm-hmm. if we come yep. out if we come out away and and, and stick it to them, I get mean, it, get us get some goals, get, get like three get like two goals or three or, yeah. away goals. You know that probably I don't want to say seals it, but that puts us in a great and a real good position and, and get into the quarter. Yeah. So you know that I I definitely agree with you on that. So or come home? Are we actually going to be able to come home this time? I believe they're letting us come back okay, into the country. Yes, that, is, okay. that is the plan. Yeah. Um, so you know that's where we are in Europa, and then the game on Sunday, the aforementioned game that I couldn't drag my ass out of bed for. Oh, the Leicester. The one the one you actually needed to see. Yeah, well, you slept through one of the best performances of the year. Or did they win because I was asleep? Let's oh, be real. Yeah, you you slept one in. Yeah, I might have slept one in. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I'll let you speak more to the details of the game, but that felt more like the game that we should have been playing the last couple of weeks. And, 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 and the energy and, and, and the the pressing and absolutely and, 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 and just taking it to a team like that's yeah. what we should have done against yeah. Benfica, but we finally put it together against, yeah. against an admittedly battered Leicester, but still Leicester, yeah. you know, who so is in they're sitting in second right now. The the tactics were right or third rather, sorry. Um, the effort was right and the energy was right, and the plays that the players made were by and large right. Um, it was one of the best performances of the year, um, you know, and and this is this is kind of the performance that I wanted to see, especially from guys like Pepe, who for me was was man of the match. Um, I think William might have actually been given man of the match that game. No, it was Pepe. It was Pepe. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. So, um, and, and Pepe was so, so influential the entire match. Um, and, and again, this is this is kind of what that Pepe is what we paid $72 million for right. to go to, who, in my opinion, and okay, so before I go on, let's note, you you said it, you you alluded to it a minute ago. Leicester are a bit battered. They are dealing with some injuries, um, and so we should note that before I say what I'm about to say. But in my opinion, Leicester are the second best team in our league. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if the, uh, behind if behind Manchester City, I think yeah. Leicester are are a better team. 
than even Liverpool and, and United and everybody else. I think they are genuinely the second best team in our league. And we went and absolutely took it to them, and it was convincing. It never looked like we were we were not going to win. Yeah. Uh, even though they scored first. It just... Well, and that's the thing we haven't done they, more than... We've done that once this year, right? Yeah. We've gotten a win from a losing position. Yeah, so. yeah. And, 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 you know, they scored first, and it was kind of a... Um, our center backs, I think it was Paolo Mari, was kind of backing off, and Telemans was just like... And Telemans is a pass-first player, so he was just kind of in a position where he's like, well, well I guess I'll shoot then. Yeah. And, and he struck a brilliant shot right across Leno's body and, and, you know, just kind of snuck it in the corner there. But even so, it was upsetting to see, but even so, it was like... Okay, it happened so early that it's like okay, we still have a chance to be. It'd be a different thing if that happened at seventy minutes and it was nil nil. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a yeah. bit def- it's a bit more deflating at that point. Um, or like when it happened with City, it's go it, yeah. It's a here we go again. Situation. Here, here we go again. Yeah, oh shit, they're gonna pump us, you know. So you know, it, it was one of those things. And then after they scored the goal, so for the first fifteen, we weren't particularly great. And then for the last seventy five, we were stellar, and it's maybe the best I've seen us play. All year, I think a couple of our players, like Pepe, just kind of flipped a switch and was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna take over now." And he just flipped a switch and did it. I just, it's it's his best game in an Arsenal shirt. Maybe it was by far, by a considerable margin, Willian's best game in yeah. an Arsenal shirt. I think he got t- two assists. I, I think so. Yeah, um, in that game as well. So uh, you know, it was just one of those things where everything just kind of clicked. And this is this is. You know, I guess when we talk about Arteta's vision and and what we, you know, hope we see from him going forward, that that was it. That game against Leicester, that was it. We want to see that type of performance against the t- the tippy top of our league, against the cities, against the Liverpools, and, and like I said, I think Leicester's the second best team. So I put them there, at least in their current form. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the summer, but in their current form, they are right up there. Sure, in my opinion. So that is what we want to see that type of performance against the tippy top of our league. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned Pablo Mari having a bit of a moment on that first goal, but he, you know, kind of like the last game that he started, he, he figured it out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And he had a, a really good player. game the rest of the way yeah. along. And he, he tends to learn from his mistakes yeah. typically really In quickly. Game. In game, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Xhaka continues to do Xhaka things. Yeah, absolutely. possessing people. And I know I, were Tom here, he would be making a face. <laughs> but, you know... And they're, 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 Jaka has probably taken over the mantle from Ozil as the most divisive Arsenal player. Absolutely, right I think now. Ozil. And, and you know, and you know, a lot of us are quote unquote Arsenal supporters. I don't think these people are actually supporters, but uh, a lot of people that claim to support Arsenal just have an obsession with being able to scapegoat one player or one person. Mm-hmm. And Ozil was kind of you know he keep kind of carried that mantle, and now it's granted Jaka. It's carrying that mantle, but with a little bit of Bellerin, with a little bit of Alba lately, which is insane to me because Can you it's give me like a couple more. We go Mambo number five on this. <laughs> a little bit of Monica yes. in my pants. A well, little bit okay. of Rita and, and in my it's pants. The Gus's after dark version. Of this podcast. <laughs> a little but, bit of Erica in my pants. Was there another lyric besides in my pants? Um, is know, that even a lyric? Who knows? I'm pretty sure it's in my life, but you want them in your pants, so that's fine. Yeah, that's we're fair. good with that. In yeah. any case, hope my wife isn't listening. Uh, well, she's uh, she's way over there. She won't <laughs> Um, but yeah, and that is to say that you know, Jaka. Like, would we like to see certain other things out of him? Yeah, maybe. But he is playing a very important role right now. Absolutely. And if we just let him do that and kind of get off his nuts, I feel like he can be an integral part of this team. Going yeah, forward. he is, and he's kind of like a you know, all those all those United teams that won, and they had the Darren Fletchers and the Michael Carricks and all those lineups, and they those guys are important because when those guys left the team, you were like, huh. 
they drew instead of winning today, or they lost instead of instead of winning or yeah, drawing. Drawing, exactly. You know, and it's it's one of those things when when you take Granite Jacka out of the team, it is so clear to me that something is missing because the ball gets the ball does not transition from a defense to our front three nearly as easily, right. as smoothly, and as solidly as, as, I mean, solidly mostly, as it does when Jack is in the game. It's mostly his work defensively that I've like, you know, he, is, he, he will dispossess a person, and, mm-hmm. and he's learned to play a person tight without getting a red card, right, yeah, which yeah. has been good, and, you know, the, yeah. the, the reckless tackles have, yep. have been minimized. So And it, his, his range of passing, and also, if the, if the big play isn't on or if the long through ball isn't on, he does a good job of, of of breaking up the opponent's play and getting it to a player that's more creative than him. Right. He. I feel like. He, I feel like he's reached a point where he knows. He knows his role and he Absolutely. knows he's good at it. When Absolutely. He's not good at. It. He's not trying to like reach beyond yeah. that. I think a lot of that has to do with Arteta. He always had the natural skill of matriculating the ball from defense to attack, but I think it's. I think a lot of it is Arteta because he did a lot of it under Arson, and again he got scapegoated a lot. And but again when he was there, when he wasn't there, it was it was something it was that obvious. was easily seen. Yeah. Um, but I think under Arteta, he's really really honed in on his role, and I think it, it seems like the two of them have really discussed at length and in detail. What he needs to be doing on the pitch, yeah, and I think that shows. I think they manage very carefully what what his role is and what he needs to do. And I think you know, to your point, that you you alluded to it earlier. Willian in the last two games has you know been a different player, absolutely. And you know, it's like night and day. It's it's, it's night and day. And, and, and the, the initial thought I had was, man, if he's really turned a corner, like this is going to make a real difference for us because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden we're going to have. A substitution option that is not going to close down one side of the field, right? Um, but it, it, to your point about Jaka and Arteta, I wonder if like something just finally clicked, finally clicked in training, where yeah. you know he's like, "Look, man, we've got play going forward, and we've got you know guys making runs, and you're not, yeah, like you need to be part of the movement forward Absolutely. in order to be a part of what we're trying to do what here." Trying, yeah. it, it just it looks like he's figured that out yeah somehow. it seems to have clicked a little bit yeah now why it took this long i don't know but maybe he thought he could just come here and earn a paycheck it and could be it could be i mean you look at a guy who was, i hope that's not i hope i'm wrong in that i hope that's it, it sure i hope he was just in value. bad form you know that's a long 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 run of bad form yeah, for really a guy is. who was possibly chelsea's player of the year last he year was, yeah exactly and, so, and he, there's still a player in there has yeah. his form been bad you know there's class and there's form and he's proven that he has class but his form was so tragic since he's put on an Arsenal shirt, and it's just I, I'm I'm I'm, you know, if he's on our books, I'm glad to see him you know, turn, turn yeah. it around. Yeah, you, you know we, can, I mean? we can't be letting that that amount of money yeah. go to waste. And, and, yeah, and, and I can't be like, oh, I hope he does badly so that we'll sell him. No, no, because he's not, on our team. I yeah. want him to do well. That's idiotic to think. Well, that, and also, you know? even if you did want that, it's not going to happen because if he does badly, no one's going to eat his salary. Look what Bingo. happened with Bingo. So. You know that's not going to be a case, but yeah, I think we're still eating some of his salary while he's on the loan period before they having do the purchase and having right. a rough time at Fenerbahce for what it's worth. Yeah, um, but that that <clears throat> the the ascendancy of Willian, I don't want to call it ascendancy, but like his his return to some sort of usable yeah. form, kind of leads me to the next thing that we wanted to talk about, which is Martinelli. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like we said in the Benfica game. Willian, based on his run in games, was not the correct play. Martinelli would have been the correct play, and mm-hmm. yet he didn't get on. And did it work out? Yes. But it still raises the question, what is going on with Martinelli? And I was reading, um, I forget the source, but there was an article about um, in, in the press time with Arteta, uh, someone was finally pressing him on, on Martinelli's lack of minutes, and, and here's what he said. He said, everybody has raised the level in recent weeks. Since Christmas, the front players have given us something different. 
Lockhouse has given us some really good spells. True. Nicholas Pepe is the same. Also true. True. I was really pleased with Willian yesterday because of the way he trains and he is starting to produce in games. Everybody has to step up in games and create big moments because the front players at the end have to be the ones who decide it for us. Now, the only thing that strikes me as kind of a head scratcher is that the training because comment. of the way he trains. Yeah. Dude, we were talking about this before the show. Yeah. My, my thought was, well, is William one of those guys that Arteta likes who just you know grinds in training? And Martinelli is not, and you said absolutely not. Martinelli probably trains harder than anybody. He because probably he's, he's he, that kid he who is just, just wants that to go dude. out and play. He's just that dude. Whenever so, he steps on, whether it's training, whether it's a game, whether it's five aside, I think I, I think Martinelli only understands and knows how to play the game of football one way, right? And that is with one hundred percent effort all the time. And that, I think that's the only way he knows how it is. And that 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 leads to the question of then why. Is he not seeing the pitch? I mean, my lingering suspicion and what I've thought all along is they're just being cautious with him given his injury history. Uh, a latent injury. Yeah. Or maybe there's something that's actually still there and they're yeah. just not trying to disclose it and they're trying to keep it quiet and saving him for emergency use only, break glass, mm-hmm. you know. But barring that, I mean, he's got to see more time and I don't know what else he's supposed to. I mean, because like in the games that he's played, as soon as he's out there, Everyone on the team runs that much harder because they're trying to keep up with him, mm-hmm. and it, it, it is so obvious that he, and to a certain degree, Mill Smith Rowe, but Martinelli especially, just light a fire under everybody else because they see this kid running around out there, and this kid that everyone knows is a generational talent. I mean, you've called yeah. him Ronaldo Light, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and when, when I you see, see him, that, it felt like be- when I saw Ronaldo when he was like eighteen, right? And like, like, if, if, I get, that, I got the same feeling. You know? and, and if you're the rest of the squad and you see that kind of guy out there, you know you better keep up to not look like you're dragging ass next yeah, to you. Yeah, not to, not to lose your spot. Right. You and know? so, like, for him to be languishing on the bench is, it is, like, like I was saying earlier, I really, I mean, it sounds like people were asking the question, but I just want to see it really driven home. Like, what, well, what does Martinelli have to do then to get on the pitch? You're right. saying, you know, William, you know, has trained well and th- and finally stepped up in a game. Well, how many times did he not step up a game in a game? Why did that not buy <laughs> oh, Martinelli boy. a chance to play over him sometime? It was 20 games. Yeah, and it's just... Maybe not 20, but 15 at least. And the first, you know, dozen or so of those, Martinelli was hurt. Yeah, Martinelli so was hurt. That, but like, and William did well in the very first game yes, against Fulham. the very first game. But no, like he was assuming Martinelli was healthy because we don't have any, you know, official reason to think otherwise. It is just such a head scratcher that he's not out there. You know, this does not seem like the kind of guy that, you know, needs more development or needs more time in training. Like he's, you can tell he's transformational and ready to go right right now. Like it, if we don't see more of him in the last, what do we have, 12 games left? Yeah. You know, and especially in Europa where, you know, we... Wait, how many games we played? I thought we only played like 23. Uh, no, we've, we've played 26, Jeez. I believe. The Jeez. season yep, is flying games by. Left. Yeah, yeah, 26, 12 games left, yeah. If Martinelli doesn't play... Oh, we you have know, 37 points. That's just not enough points. It's not enough points, but, uh, you know, we'll get to the state of the table later. It's actually yeah. not as bad as it looks. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, we all we all want more of Martinelli forward. We hope he's, you know, actually fit. If I, he's not, I just, I, I'm not going to be able to deal with it. I feel like it. they'd tell us. Yeah, and I'm, if, if it's... If it's some sort of bad blood between Martinelli and Arteta. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm. That can't. Be. I'm mentally unable to deal with that. You know, because you've always <laughs> that cannot be something that is a thing. No, it, number one, it doesn't make any sense because he's such just uh, an impassioned player. Yeah, uh, you know, this is not like a Guendouzi got- <laughs> where he might be a little bit, you know, excuse me, impetuous. Like Martinelli just loves yeah. to play. He's got exactly the attitude you want as a manager. Yeah, and so like, not that I've ever been a manager, but I imagine he's got exactly sure. the attitude that you want. And so you know. You always said that Arteta is the project. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, 
outs, people, the people all around football are looking at Martinelli and going, yeah, you want that. Mm-hmm. And if there's some reason that is not, you know, injury related or whatever that he's not seeing the pitch, if it is some sort of like a personal thing, like that just cannot. That be can't. That can't happen. That can't happen. And I, don't, I think people gonna, are looking at Saka like that too now. Well, Saka Saka has been overused. If anything else, yeah. No, I think people are looking at him like you want that. Oh yeah, you want, oh, oh absolutely. Look at absolutely. Ed Martinelli, or yes. maybe even more so because he's been more. You know, he's been, had better luck with injury and and been yeah. Well, more and he's impactful. figured in games and he's yeah. played in games. And, he's fig- and, and I, man, he is. Uh, he is something, man. Oh, he truly is. He, he truly is. is. He, is know, like he, he is really something. He's in the running something. for man of the match every game, yeah. whether he ends up getting it or not. Yeah. And, and this know. kid is so humble. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's good because it keeps you it keeps you honest and keeps your keeps your energy and your effort. You know what I mean? You know what you're going to get from Saka and and you know, uh, I was t- I think I was talking. To, it it might have been Tom uh, after our last loss. Was it Aston Villa? Um, and it, and he was he. So there were other players. I can't. It might have been Aston Villa. It might have been somebody else. I can't remember who our last loss, loss was. I've had a couple beers. Um, it, it, the, the other players were well, like city. smiling. It, it, oh no, yeah, city, it was City, City. Yeah, other players were like smiling and shaking hands with people from City. And Saka was kind of like sitting on the field, clearly like dejected, like gave it all, and it just didn't work out. Now, um, I am not one to usually put a lot of stock into like a player's body language or or whether they look like they're trying like if they're if they're productive they're productive or you know a lot of people when Ezel played for us oh look at his body language and it was like when he played for us he routinely covered more ground than every other player on the team yeah but like inside. in this case so I'm, I'm not a person that, that, yeah I'm not a know. person that puts a lot of stock in that but it was clear to me it's clear to me how much Bukayo Saka wants to do well yeah. at our club and how much he wants the club to do well. Yeah, it's one thing to judge a person on their effort, you know, if it looks deceptively, yeah, you yeah. know, like... Like, fuck that. But yeah, with but that like kid, if you, if you can tell a person is, like... If you can tell Saka was upset that we that he did not yeah. play well and we did not... I mean, I would exactly. say he didn't play well, but that we didn't win... Yeah. You know, like that a, ups, a mixture of upset and like exhausted because he gave everything. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. it didn't work out, and sometimes it doesn't. That's the game. Sometimes you you try sure. all the things and none of the things come off. You know what I mean? But but still, that's the attitude you want to see. Absolutely. So we're gonna take a quick break, possibly refill our beverages. We'll see, and we will back. We'll be back with Jared on the phone. We're gonna talk about our center backs on loan. Move on to the state of the table and, <laughs> and what's coming next. So Jared, we'll be back Jake. in a sec. Y'all gonna do this to me? Alrighty, we are back. Ryan and Joey here, and we have our man Jared on the phone. What's up, Jared? It's Jared. How's it going, guys? <laughs> What's up, man? Good to have you with us on this lovely Wednesday night as we find things to talk about because I slept through the game on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah, we've kind of run down the games, kind of talked a little bit about Martinelli and where he's at. One of the other things that kind of came across my eye this week um, is our center backs that are out on loan, um, namely Saliba and Mavropanos. And I kind of, I'm going to be honest, I forgot Mavropanos was still a thing. <laughs> on our books. On our books. As an, as an Arsenal player. <laughs> but apparently he is kind of balling out for Stuttgart. Yeah, you know, for in Stutt- a, in Stuttgart. A, in, a, in a position in their league where they are not with a lot of strength. And it just raised the question to me, like, I'm wondering, Arteta's quote, as they were asking about it, was a lot of, you know, we just we want to see what they're doing so we can figure out what to do next year. We want to see what they're doing. We want to see what they're doing. Yeah, we, we, the, basically he wants to get a good game plan for next year. Yeah. Especially as it pertains to our center backs. We've let 
a couple center backs go, namely Socrates and Mustafi. And who knows what's going to happen with David Luiz. I think David Luiz is going to get an extension. Uh, I think holding will stay. We don't know what's going to happen with Chambers. So are these two guys going to figure into our plans next year? What, do you, what, do, what are your thoughts on that, Jared? So I think the two of them are super interesting. Obviously, Saliba has been playing really well in uh, Liga Un, mm-hmm. um, and which isn't necessarily surprising. I think we all knew he was talented, Absolutely. but was, it was a matter of could he step into something like the Premier League and really make his name. Um, Mavro Panos has been kind of on the outskirts of Arsenal for a few years now. I know he played at least a couple of games before Wenger departed. Um, so it's good to see him out there and getting some starts under his belt and especially performing well in a league like the Bundesliga. Um, I think that Arteta is going to have a really tough decision in the future, especially with these two guys looking so well, along with how well David Luiz has been playing, mm. holding Gabriel and Pablo Mari. Um, but it's also really hard to discount Chambers when we haven't seen him come back from injury yet. Sure, that, that's a really good point. Um, you know, when I think about it, I, sometimes I think, I mean, you know, I just don't know if I see Dinos Mavropanos as, as an Arsenal player. Uh, but when you see because when he's gotten his chance with us I don't think he's necessarily impressed uh, but he really has been balling out for Stuttgart and you know it's one of the things like well like okay well well we bought him because he's good and and you made a good point earlier because I think he is a an Arsene Wenger buy yes. or an Arsene Wenger player right so Emery not Emery not Arteta uh, Arsene Wenger bought him um, so it, 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 I think you're, uh, you know, I agree with you when you say it's going to be an interesting thing. I also think I, I think we got to figure out what the hell we're doing with William Saliba because it's just, it's all over the place, man. It's a mess. I don't know, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen the video. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now it's, oh, that was no. the, that was that was he was on the what the U twenty threes? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was with, uh, with, maybe with, it's a cultural thing because he was like he was jerking off a little. Too casually, yeah. For and like, because if you're jerking off in a room, you want to try and hide it, I guess. I well, don't know. I'm not even like the guy who had his wang out. Like, let's not even get to that. Like, <laughs> the impulse to film him and put it on the internet is what concerns me. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's true. we've that's all true. done stupid stuff when we were young. Absolutely. I never filmed my buddies whacking it. No, yeah. I'm, I'm 35. I do stupid shit now. I do but stupid, something the, stupid early. The question remains: like, we know Arteta has a, a, a relatively short leash with what he deems to be character issues vis-a-vis. Um, Guendouzi, right? And so, yeah. My my wondering is, you know, does Mavropanos's you know good run of play give Arteta almost an out to kind of keep Saliba on the outskirts because he doesn't because maybe he just thinks he's not quite mentally yeah. all there and, and Mavropanos not all there, not, but you know, no, I don't mean to say that. I mean yeah. like not quite ready to be a professional yeah. player in England. And 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 cu- coupled with Mavropanos, the fact that Mavropanos really doesn't make any waves, he keeps his head down. You, you yeah, know, no distractions or off the field issues or anything like that. Yeah, well, to your point, Jared, if, if, if we do extend David Luiz, like, I don't know that there's room for both of them to come into the squad next year. I mean, like, because, like, who do, we, who, do, who do we drop, you know? Um, I mean, Chambers, you know, he hasn't gotten, like you said, gotten back from injury much and played much. Holding may come, and come or go, but all these guys want first-team minutes, right? So, like, I mean, who do you, who do you Jared, think is, like, the guy – that's most likely to break in. 
So personally, I'll, I'll go with Holding first. I I've really liked what Holding has done this year when he's finally made it back into the team. You know, he I think he was our best defender up until he got hurt in that Manchester United game. I think that was last year. Um, obviously, he came back. I think it was last the end of last season. It wasn't all that strong, but he's really come on well this year. Uh, Gabrielle's been a breath of fresh air. Pablo mm. Mari just seems like such a calm center back to have. And David Luis, while he does have that really bad mistake in him occasionally, he also still has that level of leadership that I think a young mm. team like this could use. Agreed. Uh, I, I think if anyone's on the chopping block for me, it would kind of have to be Chambers at this point. The the good part about having someone like Mavropanos who's out there and you're right, he doesn't bring a lot of off-the-field issues. But if he can continue that same sort of playing streak that he has in the Bundesliga and bring that back to Arsenal, then that still gives you the chance of taking William Saliba and letting him stay at uh, in, in Liga Una another year and give him a little bit more experience so that he can hopefully grow a little bit more. I mean, he's I so mean, one young. One thing we have so, yeah. to remember, exactly. At 19, the kid, he's still a kid. Um, and so he's still got a lot of development. He's still got a lot of maturity that he can do, maturing that he can do. Uh, and so I think a lot of that gives you a little bit more time with Saliba, maybe more so than someone like Mavropanos. Uh, if you're 100% certain that you're going to bring someone like Saliba back into the fold and make sure that they're incorporated next year, then I think we can probably all agree that it would be time to sell Mavropanos and, and really benefit from that. Um, but if you're not going to sell him and you're going to leave Saliba out there on loan, then maybe it's better to at least bring Mavropanos back and kind of have him as that, that backup role because we all know that Arsenal doesn't have a great – I guess, uh, what do you call it, reputation with center backs lasting an entire year? <laughs> yeah, we always true. have an injury. Yep. So part of me says six center backs, six starting center backs is too much. But then I think, hey, it's Arsenal. Maybe we need one more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the old ocean's living. Very, you think we need one more? Point, yeah. All right, we'll get one we'll more. We'll get one more, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, and that, you're, that brings to mind a thought of mine that, you know, like, I mean, obviously guys get loaned out like you know you you might have more dudes on your books than you can play but i feel like and you know correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like we just have a few too many guys that are out on loan because we're just not really sure what to do with them yeah and i think to your point jared like it's a matter of like we need to you know nut up or shut up as they yeah. say in zombie land decide who's going to be here and who's not and so those guys who aren't and you know just Willis kind of out on loan uh ainsley maitland niles is out on loan yeah and saliba and marapanos is on loan yeah. and you know Reese Nelson maybe should have been on loan. Honestly, I, I think he should have been before Mainsley. Yeah, so you know, it's it, 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 we're obviously a team in transition, and I get that, but I feel like you can't be that for very long and still expect to compete in right. Europe and and or the Premier League. And so I think, yeah, like some 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 part of this picture needs to solidify going forward for us to just kind of have an idea of what we've got to work with. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves in a three year transition, which nobody wants to you know oh God. sit through. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I, although I will say that of all the positions at Arsenal right now, maybe aside from uh, goalkeeper, I think that the center back position is probably the most stacked position at this point in time. Um, I would find it shocking to believe that we might bring in another center back, but I could definitely see us letting go of one, potentially even two, depending on who they are. Mm hmm. What if it's what if it's a, a really big name if it's a marquee name? Because I think every I think we all understand at this point that we have one starting center back up for grabs. Um, we have one oh, starting center back spot up for grabs, right? So because Gabriel, if healthy, should play damn near every game. 
But that other spot, you know, we got a veteran leader like David Luiz. Yeah, he does have a mistake in him. We got a kind of a guy that's coming back into the fold, or not into the fold, but coming back from injury and holding. So it's like, who's going to take that other spot? Could you see us potentially, Jared, bringing in like a bigger name uh, center back if, if, if that player is out there and if we had the opportunity? Or do you think we need to concentrate on other things within the squad? I, I definitely think that there are significantly more needs in the squad than center back at this sure. point in time. Um, and so I would I would definitely foresee – I'd be disappointed to see us bring another center back at That's this point fair. in time. That's fair. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, how long has our midfield been been the question – um and and, and 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 you know well I should I, that's not that's not fair because last year our defense was a problem but like you can the, the defense we've kind of fixed it the defense has been to solved degree, exactly yeah. the, the defense too some somewhat to the detriment of offense but the defense has been solidified and I think you're right Jared like the guys we have are more than capable in some combination of doing what needs to be done back there and we maybe need one more creative midfielder and like that needs to be to me our focus going forward because we have. We have Emil Smith Rowe, and we have you know we have Aubameyang and 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 Martinelli, uh, and maybe Lacazette sticks around as far as guys going forward to score. Um, midfield, you know, Alwar if he's still out there, I don't know who else is is going to be available this summer, but like that seems to be the place that we need the most improvement, I think, and that's I agree, I think that's where we should focus going on. Yeah, and and just that creative midfield spot, man, we need we need a, a permanent long term solution there. So I do agree with Jared. That is one spot that I think we really need. I, I really enjoy what I've seen from Odegaard. Uh, yeah, Real's not going to let him stick so, around. So Real yeah, wants him back. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I do want Odegaard to stay, but at the price that they want, I do not want Danny Ceballos to stay. If we could get him for half of what they want, yeah, maybe. But he was unimpressive against Benfica, to yeah. put it nicely. <laughs> but I think Odegaard, you know, from – all signs point to Real think they have a place for him and they want him back. Maybe we can get one more loan out of him, possibly. I think an outright transfer is probably not going to happen. That would be so great, though, if we could. Oh, man. Yeah, but it, it just, it, it's one of the, like, Madrid gonna Madrid, and yeah. they're going to hang on to their dudes. That's true, that's true. There's other guys out there, but the other guy, like Sabashlai, I think is, has made up his mind, too. Yeah, you know, and so. obviously, um, Open Makano going to Bayern. Open Makano, you know. golly, be different. Open Makano, yeah. Just oh, I play in Sheesh, Germany. I'll yeah. end up on Bayern, won't I? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Man alive. Well, yeah. So, so, so there we have the the center back situation at Arsenal. Sorry, yeah. we solved yeah. all our problems. Look at that guy. <laughs> well, thank you, Jared. For thank joining you so us much for joining us, Jared, on a Wednesday evening. Uh, hope all is well with you in the zoo. And uh, are we going to see you on Saturday. Uh, you know, Saturday is going to be hit and miss for me. Uh, we've got some stuff going on, but I hope to see you guys soon. I yeah, appreciate man. y'all having me on the show, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, Thank man. you, Always man. good. Appreciate your see time. You soon. Take care, man. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right, bye. Bye. All right. So that just kind of leaves us with the kind of the last thing we want to talk about. Just general. Let's just kind of take an overall look at the state of the table, the Premier League, kind of what's been going on, trends, yeah. that sort of thing. Um. You know, it's one of those like, look, City is going to win. We've we've pretty much established that. Yeah, like, I mean, they're they're just they're too far ahead for, yeah, any, it's for anything else to happen. They're but, fourteen points ahead. Yeah, uh, after twenty seven games, but you know, I've been for the last several games, probably since our twentieth or twenty first game, I've kind of been writing off the league. Um, yet right now, we're at thirty seven points, and Liverpool and six are at forty three points. There's only a six point gap between us and Liverpool, and we're on the same number of games, right? So Tottenham Villa have a game in hand on us apiece, and as does um, Everton. Um, however, 
that is isn't really going to change the Liverpool thing unless Everton win their game in hand. If they win right. their game in hand, they're going to go to 46, which means we'll be nine points off of them in sixth. Um, but that's not terrible based on – it should be a lot worse based on our record and how many points we have and how we've played. So, And we talked about this earlier, and I look at it and I say, I say we've played 26 games and we've gotten 37 points. It's just not enough points. However – Liverpool have already have also played the champions, the current the holders right now have also played twenty six games and they only have forty three points. Yeah, I mean they've, so, they've lost four of their last five. Yeah, they lost four of their last five, of that. which is which is kind of kind of insane to me. Um, I mean, you knew Van Dyke going down five. was yeah. going to be a big deal. Yeah, you true, just didn't know when true. it was going to re- rear its head true. and how it was going to manifest, but you knew eventually they were because like yeah. that whole team is built around one guy more or less. Well, if we'll see. The thing is, Van Dyke went down, then Matip went down, then Go Jomez went down. <laughs> I like to call him Go, Go Jomez uh, went down, and then they've just had they've really had injuries all over the place. Now they are bitching about it more than you've ever heard anybody bitch about anything. <laughs> but they, but they, I mean, there's a point to their bitching. They've had massive, massive injuries, um, but and and they've it's to the point where they had for several games in a row they had two midfielders playing center back. They had Fabinho and Jordan Henderson yeah. playing center back, and Fabinho is a natural. Uh, defensive midfielder, so he is kind of like kind of like uh, his uh, his compatriot and Brazil teammate Fernandinho. It's a, kind of an easy thing for him to just slide on back and slot back in there. But to have Jordan Henderson playing center back is not even close to being a natural center back. He's not even that much of a natural defensive player. He's just he's an engine. The guy has relentless stamina. Yeah. But I mean, it's, and and then he went down. Right. And it's like, sheesh. Yeah, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, and like, far be it for me to feel sorry for Liverpool, but they have had a lot of injury, and, yeah. it, sh- and it should be noted. But, you know, West Ham are fourth, right? And Aston Villa are ninth. Both clubs are above us. Everton are seventh. And these are clubs I find I have a hard time thinking that they will have the longevity to, to the longevity and the squad depth to finish ahead of us. But I mean, I there's, I only, we'll see. there's only 12 games left. Yeah. So it's not like we're talking about the whole, you know, this is not like week six. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, Villa was up in second or third yeah. or whatever. So they some were of these going, guys oh, might look at this. It's like, yeah. Well, of course, they're not going to finish there. Yeah. But, you know, you're not wrong. Honestly, like, the best team of the three that I just mentioned is West Ham. No, it is. Which it is. is crazy to me. But, you know, but, uh, they've been same, really good. Yeah, they've been really good. I mean, they've only lost one of their last, they're what? They dropped points in two of the last five, only one's a loss. Yeah. So, you know, they've got a pretty decent run going. Yeah. Their last five is uh, win, draw, win, win, loss. Yeah. So. That's not bad. But, and like, I don't know how much of that is just, well, they're just West Ham. You yeah. know, like, there is, this year more than any, you kind of need to. David Moyes, man. Yeah. Throw out, like, what's, what's going on, you know. As you, know, you can't look at like, oh, this team is just West Ham. Well, it's a crazy year. Yeah, you know, like True. Positive, I mean, I would say it's far crazier than the year Leicester won. Like that. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. We but didn't have kinda, a worldwide pandemic when Leicester. Right, won. and like yeah. they, they were one team that did a thing. Like you have yeah. all kinds of crazy things going on, you know, and like you have Sheffield, who last year looked like, you know. A promoted team that was going to be here to stay, and they're garbage. They are, you know, way like things back have been turned upside down. Yeah. You know, Big Sam is probably going to finally break his run of never being relegated. Yeah, um, you know, thing, things are upside down. Dogs and cats living together, mass yeah. hysteria. You know how it is. So to say that, well, West Ham's not going to hang in because they're West Ham. I don't know if I entirely buy that. Sure. That's a fair um, point. That's a fair point. You know, but at the and, same and they time, are good. I don't want to discount oh, yeah, West Ham. They're good. They're they have been playing so unbelievably well. They've got uh, that kid Suchek, 
Uh, Declan yeah. Rice has been playing really well. Fabianski, yeah, former Fabianski's Arsenal player, been, yeah, Fabianski, been great has probably been consistently consistently one of the top five keepers in the league for the past eight years. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I look at Liverpool as a team obviously in trouble. I mean, Tottenham, gonna Tottenham. Let's 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 all hope that's the case. I yeah. mean, they've been kind of up and down, and you've got the Mourinho factor yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Um, Leicester have have a similar injury record to Liverpool right now. They're, and they're far dropping like off. flies. Yeah, but they're but they're still playing far. Correct. Above and beyond where, where Liverpool is hanging in. Correct, correct. So, um, Aston Villa finishing above us is going to be a tough blow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, gonna it's, be it's not what you want to see. Blow. I don't know that it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I kind of I kind of don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I don't either, but it really they could. Have they have a game, game in hand, hand. So, yeah. It yeah. really could. And, I mean, they go, they to a degree, they go as Grealish goes. But also, they have really good players outside of Grealish. One player I'm extremely jealous that they have is Tyrone Mings, mm-hmm. their big English center back. He is so good, and I would take him. You know, I would give up my left testicle to have him <laughs> in, in an Arsenal shirt. But yeah, could you imagine that Gabriel and Tyrone Mings? That would, that would be. A I think I've probably game. said that in the podcast before, but that is like. An orgasm worthy. It's just a brick wall in the back. Holy crap. Good luck finding space between those two. Absolute good luck, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see any of the teams behind us making a run. I Um, I don't either. Um, You know, Leeds and Wolves are kind of the two that come to mind. Obviously, the two right behind us. Even everybody else. I mean, Crystal Palace and Wolves are on the same number of points. But yeah, but when you get into Southampton and, and below, it's like you just don't boy, see any of those guys. Southampton, they were they were third once, right? Yeah, yeah. Like what they, happened? They to started that? off the te- start off season really really well. Yeah, and then fell off. But yeah, I mean, they heard Ryan Bertrand almost moved to Arsenal and it threw him apart. <laughs> yeah, so it's possible maybe one of those two makes a move, yeah. but I don't really see it. So. Speaking of Southampton, another t- player I take is James Ward-Prowse. What well, a player sure. that kid is. Sure. Holy hell. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, it feels like European qualification through the league is pretty much not going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just... Because there's, there's just too much ahead of us. I think we might get to like seven. We might get to seventh or sixth. It just kind of depends on if yeah. Liverpool keeps doing their slide. But I, I'm honestly, my thing is like, we need to sell out in Europa League. Because we do. I'm, uh, even with six, even with gaining entry back into the Europa League, like... We need to do everything we can to try to win that competition to get back in Champions League. Man alive, that would turn our club around quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, like I, I, I you know, it's, it, I'm not dialed in enough to like you know the transfer rumors to see like who we might be going after in the summer. Right. But everybody knows that everybody wants to play in the Champions League, and on top of that, everybody knows how much freaking money you get yeah. playing in the Champions League. Yep. So like, if we're looking to add one more piece, maybe two more pieces in the summer, maybe get one of the guys from Madrid that we're that we're currently loaning out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, to get one of them and do something else, it feels like we pretty much have to get some sort of European money to make that happen. Absolutely, to make like somebody like an hour yeah. happen if that thing is still on. I think Madrid has his head turning at this point. But what that means is, I almost hope that that's true. Because if Madrid has their, or if Madrid has turned his head, let's say Auer moves to Madrid, then Erdegaard's going to wonder about his playing time there. Right. And Madrid's going to say, okay, I think maybe we've got our guy in Auer. Maybe we need to look to shift Erdegaard on. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and if we could get him under that sort of situation, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still would be perfectly happy with another loan year from him. Absolutely. You know, as a transitional thing and see yeah. where we go from there. Especially, whatever especially we if do to that get sale price, you know, whoever said the rumor was $80 for, for Odegaard. Oh, like, that's silly. Get the fuck out of here with yeah, that. that's silly. But if it is what Maybe they are asking, then absolutely not. Yeah, 45 to 50 yeah. is what I'd be willing to throw yeah. out there for him. 
you know, because I have that laying around, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> not, not with that house you're buying. No, no most certainly not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. Like, it's funny because the top of the table has been a foregone conclusion for a full few weeks now. Yeah. We all kind of thought we knew what like, the top five were going to look like, and all of a sudden, stuff is kind of kind of shifted a little bit. Let me so tell you something. No one, not even West Ham fans, predicted West Ham being no. in a Champions League spot. No, absolutely not. Season. And like that might be honestly, like that might be the most interesting thing yeah, is if we yeah. get you know that and Villa because once the, once their games in hand kind of happen, you know where where are they going to end up? I mean. I think it's already been a successful season for them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean a lot of t- like how about West Ham the last few years? They finished like what, like ninth, tenth, twelfth, something. Yeah, like I mean that. they're perennially, perennially mid table. Yeah, and like you know? some, you know, you like in a year where the winner is not really in question. It's it's good to see some sort of like newcomers in Absolutely. spots, kind of you know, like last year it was Wolves seeing yeah. them kind of run up the table. Yep. It's kind of fun. Yep. Um, and this year, seeing West Ham be up there, and honestly, I mean, it might be at our expense, but it's it's, well, sure. it's, but, it's I mean, neat but to see. It's neat to see, and our and our, our position in the table has been a foregone conclusion for a Absolutely. while now too. Absolutely. So you know, we, we played like a mid table team most of the year, and that's where we are. That's, that's where we that's, are, and that's, that's kind of what, what we deserve. We've given to ourselves, yeah. so you understand it. And honestly, you know, we were talking about this before before the podcast. I mean, Leicester probably on paper is the second best team in the league. Uh, yep. Yep. And you know. I feel like United has been beating up on bottom feeders for a while. They really have. I mean, um, they only have four losses, but they've been beating. I feel like they've played nothing but the the bottom seven, the past seven games or something. It's like I mean, they played Chelsea this past weekend. Was yeah. that a draw? It was nil, a nil, nil, nil draw. Nil draw. Yeah. So huzzah to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, one point is better than none. Yeah. Two minutes in heaven. Is I mean, better than that, one that, in that, heaven. That one point took them over Leicester right now. Yeah. But you know, you know a, a a beaten and 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 triaged Leicester. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Leicester has time to get right before the end of the year and reclaim second. I feel like they might. I think they. I feel like they might too. Plus, I feel like I, I haven't looked at Man United's schedule, but I feel like they're going to have a real tough run of games because they played a bunch of bad teams. Yeah. Now I feel like they're going to play a bunch of of good teams. The team that worries me and that I don't like to say it is Chelsea. Um, they're kind of coming on and they're sure. Out. I mean, it's uh, starting to click, and like, if it really clicks, they could be dangerous. But also, it could just be that new manager bump under Tuchel. And sure. Yeah. In, in three or four weeks, everyone's going to kind of settle in and say, "All right, well, we've proven ourselves. Let's right. just go to the end of the year." It's, right. uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say how that's going to play out, but yeah. they have looked like a team that is going to make that push for the top four. Did you see him pulling a buoy on uh, Callum Hudson Adoy the other day? No. He uh, subbed him into the game and then subbed him out. Oh. Yeah. Oh no! Well, that's it's like, not that's a good like, look. Let's 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 pull one out for Tom's boy. Jack Wilshere gets subbed on, <laughs> and then he gets a yellow card. <laughs> Jackie, Bo- and then he gets super, sent off. Super Jack in the span of what, like three minutes? <laughs> yeah, in, in extra yeah, time. Yeah, he got a in, yellow card in, in at ninety plus time. one, yeah. and then got sent off at like ninety plus four. And he got was, subbed on in like the 89th minute yeah, or something like yeah, that. So it, it Super was, Jack it just is, yeah. just bringing it. Super Jackie Wilshere. You love to see it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, got that's, Burnley on the on the weekend. Yeah, so we're we're you know we got a, we got some interesting fixtures coming up. Burnley immediately on the weekend, and then you yeah. go back to uh, back to our home stadium in Athens <laughs> to get for Olympiacos for um, the redemption story. The redemption story and possibly the revenge of Socrates. Yeah, wait for our match day graphic. It's a hilarious one this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's where we're at, and yeah, so. Hopefully, well, I shouldn't say hopefully. I will be awake this weekend yeah. for seven thirty because we got ourselves a big day, Joey. Yeah, and I we do. do actually lots of stuff to get done. Lots of stuff. Uh, shout out to Joey, my realtor, for finding me a house this week. Actually, hey. we'll just throw that out there. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, hopefully you will all go and come out and see us at Gus's at uh, seven thirty on Saturday morning, or find us on our Slack channel. Um, in the meantime, check us out. Uh, check out our podcast. We're pretty much everywhere, but Apple Podcasts. 
I don't know why. <laughs> but until then, I am Ryan. This is Joey. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>